Caught me sipping. Welcome back. <laughs> Caught you sipping. Is that LaCroix? La, La Croix. Yeah. So it's La Croix. La Croix. It's, wow. uh, what, what flavor is this? Uh, guava? Guava Sao Paulo. Oh, man. That it's sounds naturally delicious. essenced, and it's also innocent. Mm, prove it. Innocente. I don't know. Well, you're you're uh, one Topo Chico away from being a hipster. So all you need is some Topo Chico and some some Lacroix, and you are set. Uh, anyways, there, welcome man. back, guys. We are glad to be here again on Thursday uh, with Winjack Studios. Um, it's been we always have a blast doing these. Uh, but before we get kick, kicked off, let's go and. Uh, go over some some stuff really quick before we get into today's topic we want you to ask questions today so hit us up on on wherever you're watching this um we would love to hear from you say hey ask us questions about things we're discussing today um and we want you to join our community here at winject we are creating an, an incredible community of people um and if you want to join that community, all you have to do is simply text 843-396-2104 to get a part of this incredible community. We've got all kinds of great stuff coming up for not just podcast creators, but also for podcast listeners. Um, if you're a listener, you're going to have exclusive access to exclusive access and direct contact with some of your favorite hosts on some of these shows. That includes Jess Lee. I mean, she's going to be able to respond right back to you. Uh, and connect with you straight from this community. So you're not going to want to miss being a part of this community. Um, it's an incredible, incredible opportunity. Exclusive pricing for things, all kinds of awesome stuff. Chris Ross and the team here at, at Winject are creating a, a great, great thing for, for uh, all podcast listeners and creators. So don't miss that. But Zach, um, what if I yes. want to message the community? What do I do? If you want to, uh, what do you mean? What do you, you want to message your community? You just, you just, you got to be a part of it first. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to text that. You yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just text a four three. Yep. Finish it. A four three nine six two one zero four. Bam! You got it. You got it. <laughs> um. Okay. So today, uh, that was really awful, Sorry, wasn't it? That was really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> that was a, that was a so, beta test intro. Hi guys, and welcome back to another Thursday. <laughs> you know what threw it off is is your Lacroix. That's what threw it off. So next yeah. week you got to try something. Try something else. Um, a, a different flavor or just a glass of water. I think no. You got to go all hipster, man. You got to grow out a mustache and start sipping on some Topo Chico next week. <laughs> a mustache. Okay. Well, we need to reconvene this. <laughs> we need to reconvene this episode in about four months. <laughs> deal maybe uh tune in in four months uh all right so let's get to what we're talking about today we are discussing uh we're going through this journey of uh understanding your target audience your target market and even going to look at some what it means to to put together a buyer persona and um we feel like this is a, a a crucial crucial part whether you're a podcaster whether you're a small business owner i don't care which one you are it's, a, it's applicable to you. Um, if you don't know who you're talking to and who you're marketing to, you're wasting your time. Uh, so there's we're going to kind of go through some practical things that you can do step by step, kind of thinking through what that looks like. 
This will mm -hmm. give you the opportunity to create a great marketing strategy, not just effective, but you're going to be attracting to the right people that you want to sell to. And just to kind of top that off, it, this isn't like a one and done thing, right? It's not you put together your tar target market, your target audience, and you're set for life, right? You just sit back and say, got my buyer personas done. Know who my target market is. I'm done. <laughs> you got to do something with it. Well, you got to do something with it, but it's also going to change. It's going to change throughout. I mean, you, you could do something for six months and then get, get into six months of, uh, of marketing and advertising something and go, what the heck? Like this isn't... Mm -hmm. This isn't even the, the market I thought we were going to go after, but it is. And you may have multiple, multiple of these. Um, so this is just like, yeah. The goal, the goal here is to be smart about it because I've worked, I've worked at companies, actually several companies where when they wanted to spin up marketing campaigns, they just go, oh, well, we want to, we want to, we want to market this product. Okay. Well, who do we target? I don't know. Just, you know, you know, our customer it's like, and, and it's like, there's, there's, there's so much effort put into the product and there's so much effort put into the pricing of the product. And there's so much uh, effort put into uh, the campaigns, but when it comes to positioning and it comes to target audience, time and time again, we see that that's what's lacking. Um, because a yeah. lot of times most people just go, okay, well, our target audience is the people that buy our product. Are they though? They are a yeah. audience. Well, I think also, yeah, I think also that people just, what they do is they, they forget about that part or they say, well, I know who they are. I, I know who they are. Yeah. But if you did, if you dig deep down, you're going to find out that maybe you don't really know who your target audience is. Um, and I think, uh, that's why this comes in handy and that, so let's kind of get into that. And that's the first thing that I would suggest you do is analyze your existing customers. Mm -hmm. Take a look at who, who you have coming in your, in your door. We did this with a pizza place. Um, and we just basically asked her, who do you see coming in your door? Uh, who's the typical ideal customer? Who's the ideal? Do they have kids? Uh, yeah. is it just, is it just single guys? Is it just single girls? Is it just couples? Is it an older crowd? Is it a younger crowd? What is your typical typical view of that? And oftentimes what I like to do is I say, uh, ask your employees as well. Yeah. Go ahead and go and ask who your employees are and find out from them because they may see something different than you do uh, that I think is, is, is vital information for you to, uh, to take into consideration. Well, I think it's a it's a two part it's a kind of like a two part thing. So it's really important. This kind of goes back to also to what I was saying earlier. It's really important to analyze the customers that you have because um, that's really where it starts. Because once you and we're really thinking about right here is working with existing companies. So you have an existing brand. Yeah. You're already doing something. Um, if you don't, if you haven't already brought a product to market yet, then you're really just kind of launching and you kind of know who you want to go with. Um, mm -hmm. But this first part is really look, taking a look at um, who is currently buying your product and trying to just extract as much information as you can. You know, like when Zach, Zach and I typically do like half and full day discovery sessions with clients and we'll just sit on the phone and we will <clears> just 
try and pull every single bit of information from a customer. So it's like, mm -hmm. okay, well, who, who are they? Like, what's their name? Like, what kind of things do they like? What do they talk about when they're there? Um, what are they interested in? Uh, why are they interested in your product? So it's literally asking like the who, what, why, when, how, anything that yeah. we can do to extract data from that current set of customers. So it's really trying to sit down and think about who is this customer? Why are they buying my product? Why are they here? Yeah. Why did they choose me over everybody else? And really trying to understand <laughs> that and then the other mm -hmm. half of the coin is taking a look at, at your product and going who am i why does this product exist who is this product for and sometimes mm -hmm. it matches one-to-one -one directly with who your customer is more often than not there's a gap there and who your current customer that's buying is not necessarily every single data point with who you would like to buy, who you're marketing this product to. And sometimes companies either evolve the product to match who's mm -hmm. buying it to, mm -hmm. to make it better for them, or they evolve the branding and marketing positioning to really hone in on who they're creating the product for. But again, it all goes back to what you were saying. It starts with analysis. Yeah, I think to, to your point at the beginning of, of what you were just saying, Oh, there you go. A Croix. Okay. Not a sponsor. La Croix. La Croix. La Croix. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I first saw La Croix, I had no idea how to say it. And same thing with Topo Chico. I didn't know. I was like, oh, that's how you say it. Uh, but anyways, uh, I digress. So to go back to that. So if you are starting out, like you said just a few minutes ago, if you are starting out, you don't have enough data points to, to pull who who your buyer persona is i mean you may not have a door open yet uh you may not have anything coming in you may not have anybody buying any of your products you don't know this mm -hmm. is really for like what jason said it's really uh it's really important to to know this once you kind of get maybe you can start to do this six months in a year in uh you'll you'll start to be able to get a firm grasp of who those people are and then reevaluate, reassess your marketing, reassess who your product is actually reaching, and then continue to make those shifts. And I think the next thing you really have to kind of know is, and this is going to be a no brainer, but you got to know your product's benefits and make sure that those benefits are speaking to the, either the pain points mm -hmm. or the, are your is your product hitting the the people you're trying to to reach your target audience um and if you're just starting out you're going to want to know you're going to want to think about okay podcaster small business owner here's who i want to attract here's who i'm speaking to here's who mm -hmm. i'm trying to talk to then you know you want to backtrack and see if your benefits line up with those people that you're trying to talk to and uh when we put any kind of marketing material together, any kind of website uh, build with content on it, we always look at speaking to the pain point for the for your client because that's what you're mm -hmm. you're doing, right? You've created a product, you've created a service, you, you're creating a show that fills a gap um, because there's nothing new under the sun. There's a million website uh, companies and uh, what does that say? Test and adjust all the time. That is so true, Russ. Uh, you have to continue to test and adjust all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of people that get stuck in that and they say, well, I got it set. We're good. 
Um, but their benefits may not be speaking to any kind of pain point at all going on with their client. And I think yeah. that that's very, very crucial. If you're trying to solve a problem, make sure you talk to the pain point, make them feel it when they come to your site, make them feel it when they see your advertising, make them mm. feel it when they look at anything that you put out there first, then saying, here's how you, how my product or my service or my show is going to solve that problem. I like that. Solve the problem your community is asking for. That's right, Russ. It's it's true. I mean, yeah. I think if so, we can solve those problems. Yeah. So okay. So Russ, to to piggyback on that. Um, so Russ's comment uh, here on the live show is solve the problem your community is asking for. So I think w one of the big things that ties in with what we're saying here is, uh, you know, this started as uh, knowing your product's benefits. So how do you speak to the to your community? How do you solve the problem that they're asking for is you take a look at the features of your product and then you communicate that by telling the benefits. So there's a difference between the product's features and the product's benefits. Product features is typically something you, you land on a website or uh, an application that says it's going to do this. Uh, it's got, um, you know, it's, it's got integrated live chat support. It's got video. It's got da, 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 da. It's got X, Y, and Z. Well, the benefits of it is that it uh, saves you time every day. It, um, you know, increases your productivity. It, it does this. It, so it's it's a feature is a is a part of the machine that's that's that you're delivering in the product. Even if this is just a podcast or um, uh, or anything, it doesn't have to be a like a physical product that you're delivering. Um, it's what are the features that make it good. And then how do how do those benefit the community at large? So mm -hmm. that's exactly yeah to Russ's point there. That's exactly what we're saying here is uh, knowing the benefits of your product, and you know that by stepping back and looking at the features and how those develop and grow your community and solve their problems. Yeah, yeah, and so then once you kind of get a firm grasp that you know who you're talking to, you know who you're, uh, who you think you're, you're, um, well, taking a look at your current clients and current customers, current people who are buying your service or your product or listening to your show, mm -hmm. uh, and knowing if your benefits, the, the product benefits that you have or the services that you offer are lining up with that. Even if you're new, you're guessing you want to go and start looking at your competitors. Mm -hmm. Um, this gives you an idea of, go ahead. No, I just was thinking uh, comp research, competitor research. When I worked at the resort years ago, um, I had the, 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 the awful duty of having to go and check out a competitor resort. So the, comp the company paid for me to go visit another, another resort. It was a Ritz Carlton, I believe. And oh man, it was just the worst. I had to like enjoy the nice comfy beds and had to eat in the restaurants and I had to just oh, enjoy yeah, the, the worst the whole place. But the uh, worst. I jokingly say that because it was it was an awesome it was an awesome experience. But um, it was really it was actually a really fun activity uh, beyond just the comfort of it and getting to experience a, a nice resort. But um, I got to um, I got to really think about 
the product of the company where I worked and the product of the company that I was comparing. And mm -hmm. by the end of the mm -hmm. trip, I had written like this 10, 12 page analysis, taking a look at specific uh, key points on our product and the resort where I worked and then the competitor product and what they did differently. And uh, when I got back, we took it, we analyzed it and we grew our own brand to try and either compete uh, with products that they had or things that maybe we couldn't compete with. We tried to bring something new to market or highlight something else that we had that they maybe didn't have. So competitor research can be really fun, uh, but you know, it's, um, uh, it, it's fun. It's important. It's fun uh, because you get to really take a look and uh, see what the differentiators are. Um, I would say that a lot of companies have a hard time doing this, um, not only defining the competitors, but trying to see the differences. We worked with a lot of businesses that say, okay, so uh, you, Zach, you just had this the other day with a new client we're bringing on board. Uh, I think you asked her what was different. And she says, well, I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know. There's a lot of us out there. Yeah, it's so, a, that was a, that was an interesting one too because I mean it's a it, when you look at competition, especially let's let's use this this new client for example. Uh, they have an orchard um, up in North Georgia, and they have uh, as as when I went to go meet with her for the first time, I'm driving through and I pass by within like two miles of where I was supposed to meet her at her orchard. I passed by like seven, six, seven different yes. orchards. And I'm like, how in the world are these people all of it? There's, there's six to seven different orchards within two mile radius of her. Yeah. How do they all compete with each other and still make money and be successful? Like that mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. So there's gotta be a differentiator for all of them. And you're right. It was one of those things where we started asking the question, like what, what, di what makes you different? from the seven other ones that are around here that I drove by. Yeah. And I sat and waited because I can't answer that question. You know what I mean? Like only the, yeah. per, only you can answer that question. You can ask people. And this is where I even told her, I said, go ask your employees, go ask every single one of your employees. What makes us different than so-and-so down the street? What makes yeah. us different than, and I, I guarantee you, you will get a different answer from all of them. And if you're comfortable enough, you can even start asking your customers, what makes you different from um, what makes you different from what made you choose us over all these other competitors? What was the difference differentiate differentiator for, for you? Um, yeah. So I think it, you will learn so, so much from investigating your competitors, know what your competitors, uh, who they are, but then also take a look at what their messaging is. See if it lines up with who you're trying to reach. Maybe they're trying to reach somebody else different than what you're trying to reach. So understanding that's going to give you such, such good insight for you to be able to sit down and write out who your, your target audience is. And that's, and if you're starting out, this may be a good opportunity for you to look at it and say, I didn't, I didn't uh, even consider marketing to blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, so it, it can help you shift your mindset and what you think. Uh, Chris had a, comment just a few minutes ago. Carolyn, can you put that back up so we can see what that says? Ask yourself, where can I, uh, where can I or service uh, make the most impact and then reduce entry barriers to make it uh, a life or death decision on why? Mm -hmm. 
they can't tell you no. That is very good. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. Like being able to um, get them to say no, like they not no to you, but like they where they can't say no. I'm sorry, that's the way I should have said it. Where they can't say no to your product because you're speaking to the, directly to them, where they can completely relate to you. I think it makes a massive, massive impact. And I think that so many businesses, so many podcasters miss that. And I think sitting down and, and doing this research uh, at the beginning, mm-hmm. periodically through the year, ha- you know, it may not even be a bad idea to look at it every quarter uh, to see that might be too much. Um, you just have to kind of feel how much shift is happening in your, uh, your mark, your business and your company. Right. Uh, make oh, it simple yeah, to say Russ, yes. Yeah. Russ, yeah. Russ is, you know, commenting uh, back on what Chris was saying is yeah. Make it simple to say yes. Uh, not yes, but yes. All yeah. caps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once, yeah so like then, uh, yeah. Uh, so once you, once you have analyzed your existing customers, you know, if your benefits are tying back into that, you started doing mm-hmm. research on your competitors. The next step is kind of like the, I, I kind of consider, consider this the fun part. You can start segmenting your audience. Uh, breaking them into different characteristics that fit different buckets. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. That you were talking about earlier, right? Yeah. So this is where you want to, okay, you've done all the research. Now let's compare. What are the common threads we see? What are the, what are the different people that, uh, can we start to look at them? Uh, where, the, where are they, geog- uh, where are they at geographically? What are the demographics? What are the psycho psychographics? What is their what are their behaviors? What are they like? So you can start to write out maybe an actual persona of somebody. So like, yeah. Uh, for that. So this is the data. Here. This is the data that you'll that you'll use in this step particularly. A lot of this data here is what you'll use for your specific targeting data when you're actually starting to market to that audience. So exactly. spend a lot of time on this step. Uh, I know that when we were doing this with, I think you were about to talk about the pizza place and you can, but when I know when we were on that call, I feel like we spent hours on this step alone and we defined yeah. it into several different uh, customers because it's not all just one. So you're going to have multiple here potentially. Yeah. I think we ended up uh, at the end of that call with six different personas so she had like the guys who just come to the pizza place to sit because it's a sport. It's kind of like a sports bar, family friendly sports bar. Yeah. Uh, there's some guys who come just to sit at the bar, drink and watch watch games on, on after work. Or uh, if there's a big game coming up, they'll come and watch there. Uh, they had a lot of it's a sports bar. So they had a lot of uh, young families who bring their kids in after a game. Uh, had a lot of uh, girls who come for uh, ladies night. Um there was a ton of them and then we could break it down into who they are. What do they like? And as we were talking, she, I heard, I, there was a shift in the way she was communicating with us. It was, Oh yeah, he would blah, 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 blah. Or she would blah, 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 blah. Because, Oh, I had a conversation with so-and-so. Oh, you know what? And this person too reminds me of that. And like, we just had like all this back and forth conversation so that way, once we sat down to start writing, writing out a marketing strategy, it was easy to say, I want to target so-and-so. I want to target this persona because these are the people I see the most in. 
And here's all the characteristics that fit that person. So I want to make sure that I'm writing my copy for my ads to fit that person. I want to make sure that I am uh, choosing images that would connect with them. Uh, a feel, overall feel for any of my copy on my website, any of my copy on my advertising to speak directly to them. Um, I think, and that made a massive impact after uh, when we started writing all that stuff out, it just, it was, it came quick. And even thinking of yeah. holidays to market them, market to them specifically, uh, events that we could market to them specifically. Um, and that's how you start to put together a, a solid marketing strategy is once you've done all this research and you've started to break them into buyer personas. Yeah. So like what we usually tell people is to say, if you have three people, uh, three, three personas for your target audience, print out a picture, go to Google and find a random picture of a person or even get yeah. like your actual customer who is that person is that is that persona and grab their picture whatever you want to do but pause pause for a second they can they can take like let's pose really quick and people can do a screenshot of us and then they can use us as, as that okay yeah see uh yeah print out a picture and then give that person a name so if you have uh, persona one could be Jack persona two can be Nancy and persona three can be Douglas, you know, like whatever it is, put them, out, put them on the wall and be, no, I mean, maybe <laughs> you may have a Karen, <laughs> but hopefully but not. It's yeah. a reverse buyer persona. It's a reverse avoid buyer persona. Don't <laughs> yeah. The anti-persona, the anti-persona. Sorry for all you Karens out there. Like you're slightly like real Karens, not like Karen Karens, but like Karens. Yeah, your name is Karen. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and if your name is Karen and you would like to comment on this episode, send us a message at 843-396-2104 to just say hello. Or join anyway. what Chris and Chris and Russ are doing by commenting. Drop some yeah. comments, guys. We want to hear from you guys, even if it's just a simple hello. Uh, yeah. It makes us feel like we're not talking to the me and Jason. Just as, It's our, like ourselves. we're not talking so. to each other. We hate talking to each other. We just want to talk to other people on the same call, but we want to talk to other people. Yeah. So like if you guys, yeah, we can just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I lost it. <laughs> Banter. Banter's funny. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So um, we talked about, we talked about building out that audience. So the first, the first few steps that we talked about is all about the research and all about understanding your company, your product, the brand, it's and the competitors, right? And then, but then once you have all of that, you can then develop the audience. And then after that, um, what do we do? We have we have the research. We've done the audience. What do we do now? Uh, you want to start writing out some sort of marketing statement. So this is where um, this is like the marketing plan wanna... kind of thing. Yeah, like you want to have a brand position statement. What are okay. you trying to what are you trying to do with that information? Who you, like this is what I was saying with the the pizza place. It was easy mm -hmm. for us to start writing out some sort of strategy, start writing out some advertising, start writing out some copy even on the spot like we were able to say, "You know what? It would be great is if we could market them like this." Or, "You know what? There's an event coming up in your area and I just noticed that this would be perfect to tie these two together. Um, 
this is really kind yeah. of like an extension of that buyer persona. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So it's it, so it's taking that buyer persona and really just having it out as a statement. Like you know, you have your mark, you have your mission statement for your business, your vision statement. You have your business goals. Well, you should also need to have your target market statement. Statement. So you say, my target market is middle-aged females living yes. in rural South Dakota who like to visit sports bars, well, you know, whatever it is. Like if that's your, that's, uh, that's your, yeah. <laughs> I just made that off of my head. I don't know who that would be for, but um, that's, that would be your target market <laughs> statement. So it's taking all that research, taking the buyer persona uh, and, and data that we put together in the previous step. And then you really just say, this is who we're going for. This is the business that we're going for. These are the customers that we're going for. And this is what we're going to, this is how we're going to do it. You know? Yeah. I think once you start detailing it out that way, and you may have several different target market statements, um, depending, like, like I said, with that pizza place, there was at least, gosh, um, I think six or seven, I think we ended up with. Yeah. yeah, Something like that. Um, and we were able to break them down pretty quickly because we, we didn't have to worry about, um, you know, continuing to, to think all those things out because they were already there. Right. right. Okay, cool. So right, cool. the last piece of it is really just the ongoing, right? So, so much, so much of, so much of defining your target market is built on the research that you do uh, up front. And hopefully you are doing the research up front because a lot of companies start off just really quickly kind of glancing over that. It's all about product and they don't think about really deep, deep who it is, uh, who it's for. So, um, <clears throat> so you really want to make sure that you're doing the research and that you are defining that position. But it's really important as Zach, as you were saying earlier, is to go back every so often, kind of audit that. So you say yeah. like it, are things are things changing? What's changed in our product? Has is anything changed in our product? And if so, would that change the audience? Would that expand or contract our 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 target audience? Is our has our customer base changed? Are they tend are they trending younger? Are they trending older? Are they trending towards this towards towards this area of the United States? Is it, you know what is it? You know, so I think it's important. Maybe not maybe not like you know, monthly or whatever, but maybe once or twice a year to really sit down and go, Hey, what's changed. And if so, if anything has changed, is it changed our, has it changed our target? And I think you need to do the research over again. So sit down, maybe do a customer audit. So send an email out to your customers and ask them what's going on. Um, I'm part of a, uh, I'm part of an online community. Um, and, uh, every so often, they send a survey out to the vendors. So I'm, I'm one of the vendors in this community, and we get uh, we get an email and it asks us all these different questions. And once they're done, once the surveys are all done, they send it back out to us, uh, so we can help, so we can understand the other parts of the community, what's happening, and it helps the company that we work for uh, to then position. Maybe if they need to reposition how their marketing is being targeted or, or their product offerings. So it's really important to constantly do your research when it comes to audience. Yeah. I think uh, if you ever start a new service or offer a new product of anything inside of your business, I think having 
the um, doing this over again is going to be helpful uh, to make sure that you are, if you're even if you're considering a service or a, a new product, mm-hmm. make sure that it lines up with who you're trying to reach uh, or a new segment of a podcast show or maybe shifting your content to make sure that you are hitting those, those points on who your target audience is uh, um, uh, responding to or would feel the most. Mm. Um, well, I think that would be a great start for any, any, any uh, small business owner, small um, uh, podcaster, podcast creator, it doesn't matter uh, either one of those. This is a great, great starting point. Um, this is something that Jason mentioned. This is something that we do with clients already. We sit down with Mm -hmm. you and help you analyze that to help you formulate a good marketing strategy. And then it kind of helps you to be able to say these, this is where people are spending most of their time. So I want to make sure that I'm, I'm spending effort in all these, all the right places, basically what I'm trying to say. And so this is something Jason and I do on a regular basis. And so if you need help, make sure you reach out to us at, uh, Zach, Tatum or um, Jason Marlowe. And we would love to reach out to you and speak to you and uh, answer any questions that you have. Uh, remember to join this community, uh, Winjet community. We have several of our partners who are coming online every, every, just about every day. Um, and the way you get the notifications for that and the way you know what who's going live and when they're going live is to get a part of the community. So text 843-396-2104 to get access to that so that you can get be up to date and get uh, some special offers and special deals. So uh, I think that's a good start. Jason, do you have anything else you want to add to it? Uh, no, but I did want to say that next week we're going to talk about email. Email's not dead. It's, it's a live and it's alive and breathing. And it's something that most businesses neglect. Um, mm-hmm. And the real businesses are actually doing something with those emails. So uh, businesses or podcasters. So next week we're thinking like a six hour episode, point by point, how to set up your email campaign, how to write your emails. Email cigs. Not not cigarettes, but signatures. Yeah. Oh, Russ says he loves email. Okay. So Russ is in the six. He's on for the six hour episode. Six hour live stream. Buckle up. Start popping your popcorn now. (laughs) (laughs) Get your snacks ready. I'm not talking about email for six hours, but we could talk about email for a really long time. So we'll probably do other episodes on email. Yeah, I think we could do. Yeah, there's so many things you could do with uh, emails um, Mm -hmm. that we could talk about. And we could talk, like, Jason's not joking. We probably could do six hours of it, though, um, if we really wanted to. Uh, oh, wait, yeah, uh, and Chris, yeah, so Chris wants to do a back office update. So uh, pretty soon we'll be releasing the um, the new Winject 2.0. Um, let's just run down the list of uh, things that's going to be on there. Uh, it's going to be online interactions with the community, uh, easy access to community videos, um, easy access to uh, community chat, uh, easy access to... Um, post-production through other vendors, um, mm-hmm. easy access to the courses that we're offering and uh, interaction with everybody on the community it is literally turning the foundational concept of what Winject Studios is about and taking it from a website 
that allows you to connect with other people and literally turning that into the community. So we're, we're making, we're making it real. It's, it's, it's coming a thing. So, uh, very soon we'll be releasing that. We're working on it literally today. So, uh, so it's coming. Very so tune soon. Into our Very six, soon. Tune into our six-hour episode on email, and at some point during that episode, we'll talk about we'll talk about the back office update. Yeah, yeah. Get your get your Tepo Chico ready, your Lacroix ready, whatever your favorite. My, I got my Guava Sao Paulo. You know, I was I was telling hey. my wife earlier before we close, I was like, you know what Lacroix needs? Lacroix needs to be sweeter. It needs to be fruitier, and it needs to be generally all around better. And she said, oh, so you like want like a sun kissed? And I was like, yes, I would love a sun kissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you said, what does LaCroix mean? And I was going to say it means the Croy. <laughs> yes. Just like it LeBron means, means uh, like LeBron means not, means it means not delicious. <laughs> <laughs> well, Russ is excited. And I think we have completely de- 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 like gone off the deep end here. So we're going to. We're in the um, after show right now. Okay, so we're good. Tune in next week for email and uh, stay tuned to the WinJet community for the new website that we'll be releasing very soon. See you guys. This broadcast is brought to you by WinJet Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. <laughs>